0: Good morning everyone, my name is Gavin, I'm one of the leaders here at Jubilee Church Teesside and if you could start turning to Luke 10 in your Bible, we're going to be reading from verse 38 in just a little minute. Now, this morning, I am continuing our brand new home, uh, sermon series, Home, looking at what it means to build our home with God. We're preaching through this sermon series as we look forward to our new home in Yarm Road Methodist Church in Stockton from Sunday the 5th of September. And I hope you're as excited as I am about moving across to our new home. Okay, so if you turn in Luke 10 with me uh, to verse 38, and we will just read our passage for today. You are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Brilliant. Listen, this morning I want to look at the topic of home, and I just want to answer three really quick questions, okay? Firstly, what does it mean to come home? Secondly, what does it look like to be home? And thirdly, what is our ultimate priority? Let's have a look at this today then. So what does it mean to come home? Well, this is really interesting because we can frame this whole sermon series around the new building and looking forward. And the temptation can be really easy to think that our home is tied up in a building. I've done it this morning, haven't I? I've mentioned the building straight away. Like, Macmillan has been our home for 18 years, and now we're moving to a new home. It can feel like a home is tied up to a physical location, but of course we know better, don't we? We know that home is not a building, and the church is not a building, but the church is the body, it is the people. We are the church. And that is one of the foundational things about being a Christian. We are the church. Being home is being part of a community. Being home is being part of a family. That is what it means to be home. It's not about a physical location. And let me tell you, this idea of coming home is actually quite a deep thing. Coming home means being joined to something. It means being part of a household, being part of a family, which we'll hear more about next week from Simon. I'm not sure if you think about it like this, but when you became a Christian, you became part of God's household. And you became a Christian, you became part of God's household. And what does that mean? Well, the Bible has a lot to say about this, okay, what it means to be part of God's household. And the first thing that it says, or one of the things that it says, is that you are chosen. So 1 Peter 2, 9 says, but you are a chosen People, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praise of him who called you out of darkness into glorious light. Do you see that? Do you see that being home, being part of God's household means you are chosen? That is amazing news, isn't it? Do you ever think about the significance of that? This is the king of kings, the creator of the entire universe. And he is saying to us, we are his chosen people and we are his special possession. You personally are his special possession. And people wonder why uh, as Christians we're so happy clappy. People wonder, you know why are you so happy? clapping you Christians? Well, if that doesn't make you happy and make you want to clap, then I don't know what will, you're chosen by God. If you ever feel significant, just remember that. you are chosen by God as a passage said, taken out of a place of darkness and brought in to glorious light. Being home means being chosen. The second thing we read in the Bible about being home is that we are adopted by God. Romans 8, 14-17 is one of the most life-giving passages of Scripture in the whole Bible. This is what it says. Let me read it to you. It says, For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. By by his name we cry, Abba Father. The Spirit Himself testifies of our Spirit that we are God's children. Now if we are children, we are heirs, heirs of God and co heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings, in order that we may also share in his glory. Now, this is huge. God adopts us into his family. Just think about that. Coming home to God means that you are adopted. You're no longer seen as different, but you are part of God's family. You are God's son, God's daughter. Like I'm going to go all the school with this reference here, OK? Um, I know my wife loves this film, so this is a reference for her. But have you ever seen the film Stuart Little? If you haven't, you've not lived, all right? It's a, It's a classic film, OK? But in the film Stuart Little, we have a little mouse named Stuart. And he gets adopted by this human family named the Littles. And even though he's a mouse... He looks completely different to the family, he's a different size, he acts in a different way. Stuart becomes part of their family and they see him as their son. And as the story goes on, the brother eventually sees Stuart as being his brother. This little mouse gets adopted and becomes part of the human family. And this is what adoption means. And this is a pretty helpful way of looking at the gospel. We may look a little different to each other. We may act a little bit different. You may feel like you've never belonged anywhere. But when God calls you home, when God adopts you into his family, you become part of something. Okay, the second thing I want to talk about today is this whole idea of what it actually looks like to be home. Because this is an important thing. Um, Because if we accept that coming home means coming back to God, being part of his household, being chosen and adopted, this will look like something for all of us. See, our reaction to coming home and being part of God's household is an acceptance that everything changes. That's the beauty of knowing God. When you know God, you are transformed and every part of your life is affected. Colossians 3.10 talks about this. It literally says that we've taken off our old self with all of its practices and put on our new Self, which has been renewed in the knowledge and image of its creator. When we know Jesus, when we come home, it starts to shape our lives and we begin to look more like Jesus. We begin to look more like him. Do you I remember this vividly in my own life. I made a commitment and got really serious about God during my first year um, of college. And I remember my friends were like, what happened to you, man? Like What is happening? Like we were 16, 17-year-old guys in college and all my mates were starting to get into girls and chasing girls. I remember being like, hey guys, I'm actually not going to sleep with anyone until I'm married. Like I, I think that's the right thing to do. And my mates were like, what? What are you talking about? And then we used to love going out to watch football and the guys used to put little bets on and, and, and used to be you know making little wages on the football and, and, and putting you know, money down to, to, to gamble. So now I said, actually, I'm not interested in that anymore. I'm not interested in gambling. And my friends are like, what? Like, what is, what's happened to you? And then my language started to change as well. Like, suddenly I wasn't effing and jeffing anymore. You know, every word coming out of my mouth wasn't rude or vulgar or sexist or crude. And my friends are like, what is going on? Like, the lads took notice. And it's not that I avoided being with them. I didn't avoid being around my mates. None of that. I was still very much present, but I changed. Something about me had clearly changed. Yes, my mates were shocked, but they were respectful. They could see that this relationship with Jesus had changed something in my life. See, my point is this coming home, encountering God, being in a relationship with God, it has to change something. Our lives need to look different. We need to live in a way which is countercultural. We need to live in a way which is different. Our lives are going to look different to the rest of the world, and that is okay. Because when we encounter God, suddenly we want to line up our lives, our plans, our everything with Jesus and what he says. Suddenly our lives become shaped by the gospel in a really open and positive way. Let me tell you this as a side note as well. Um, the changes that we make publicly in our lives, the changes that others see in us, the test of that is always who we are privately. The change that my friend saw in me all those years ago, that was just a reflection of what was going on in my private life as well. Listen, your life isn't going to look different if you aren't cultivating your personal relationship with Jesus. If you aren't reading your Bible, if you aren't praying, if you aren't checking yourself regularly, if you aren't in a relationship with other believers and being around Christians, if you aren't doing these things, if you aren't working hard and pursuing your own personal relationship with Jesus, then there won't be a change. It's not that our lives become about following rules and living without fun. It's actually the opposite. When you find the freedom and the joy that comes from being home with Jesus, you want to pursue that above all else. Can I challenge you as we look into this new season, as we come out of the old season, let's stand out. Let's ensure that our lives do look different. Now, the other outworking of being home, being part of God's family and God's community, is that when you encounter Him, you suddenly realise that you have a real and genuine part to play in His church, in His households. The Bible talks about this really vividly. It talks about us having different gifts that we can use to serve each other in the church. 1 Corinthians 12 um, describes us as all having different parts of the body and all serving each other, allowing the church to function effectively. I wonder if you've ever seen yourself as important to the church. Because you are. I wonder if you've ever seen yourself as having an important role to play in God's family because you do. Serving is vitally important. You have a role to play. You have gifting to give. You have something that you're called to by God. Listen, I remember my very first uh, task serving in my very first church was to um, do the washing up after the tea and coffee. Like, I had to fill a dishwasher and empty a dishwasher and dry the cups and put them away. Like, it was hard work. It was, like, the most mundane task. But it was amazing because in that serving, in that role, I found friends. I felt part of a community and I could see that I was making a difference. Like I was a new Christian, I couldn't preach, I couldn't lead worship, I couldn't do youth work, or kids work, I couldn't greet people in the door, my life wasn't all together, but I found a place to serve. Like I could do this task and realise I was making a difference. Look, as we move into a new season as a church, as we move to Yarm Road in Stockton and look forwards towards multiple venues in the future, if we don't grasp the importance of our role in the church, things will never work. This vision that we have for Teesside will never work if we don't all grasp our place and our part to play in it. We need lots of people serving in lots of different areas. You know, there'll be new areas of ministry to get involved with, with the Yarn Road building. You know, um, d- children's work in the community, refugees, asylum seekers, drop-ins, things for older people. There's lots of other areas to serve as well in the wider church. We want to see more people volunteering in the Hope Foundation and we want to build links there. We want to see more people getting involved with Open Door. There's going to be so many different areas to get involved with, but we need you all to play your part. Listen, I often get told that the weakest part of my preaching is casting vision. And I'm sorry about that. (laughs) But if you want my vision for the next season, then this is it. I want every single one of us to find a place to serve in this household in this church either on a Sunday or outside of Sundays. I'd love new people to come in and instantly get involved and instantly find their place. I'd love to see us able to work with the Methodist Church in Stockton, with the Hope Foundation, with Open Door Save Families, to do lots and lots more in terms of reaching and impacting T-Side. I'd love to see new initiatives started because we have people in Jubilee begging to get involved and asking us how they can serve. That is what I want to see. That is what this new season needs to look like You realising that you've got a place, you've got a role, you've got value, you've got gifting to give to this family and using it. Now, we're going to be finishing in a second, all right? Can you tell I'm a little bit excited this morning? Um, But you might be thinking, Gavin, we've not touched on our Bible passage for today. And you'd be right. You know, we started off this morning reading the incredible story in Luke 10 and we haven't touched on it. And you know, this is one of my favourite stories in the whole gospel. It's probably because I'm challenged every single time I read it. But in this story, we see Jesus go around to some friend's house for a meal. He comes to eat at their house. Like just picture that, by the way, Jesus is coming around for tea. I mean, that's amazing, isn't it? And there's these two sisters in the story, one called Martha and one called Mary. And in the story we have Martha running around like a headless chicken, making all of the preparations for the meal. Like you can just imagine her chopping food and sweeping up and setting the table and getting drinks. Like Just busy, busy, busy. And she's just like focusing on her task after task after task. That's Martha. And then we got her sister Mary. And what does she do? Well, she just sits at Jesus' feet. That's it. No rush in. No tasks, no stress, just sitting with Jesus. And the story goes on, and Martha's like, Come on, man, Jesus, like, tell her to help me. This isn't fair. Like, I'm getting all of this stress. I've got this whole thing to organize. And she's just sitting here, like, Jesus, tell her, man, tell her. Now, (laughs) I see so much of Martha in myself. I wonder if if you do too. We can get so focused on the stuff in our lives, in the busyness, in what needs to be done, in who needs our help. You know, we can focus on so many different things and we can get totally stressed out about life while missing the whole point, while missing our number one priority, which is sitting at the feet of Jesus. We can get so stressed out. We can say, Jesus, help me. Why is my life so stressful? Why are things so hard? And we can be missing the whole point. That he's right there asking us to come and sit at his feet and be in his presence. You see, Mary got it right. I could just imagine her sitting at Jesus' feet, clinging On his every word, enjoying being in his presence, adoring him, worshipping him, just totally obsessed with Jesus. And this needs to be our priority. Being part of God's household, coming home to God means exactly that, being in his presence. It can never be about stuff. It should never be about tasks. Serving God should never and and, and can never be um, fleshly, task-focused. It has to be deeper. It has to come from a place of truly belonging to him. Now, hear this, all right? It's okay to work hard for God. It's okay to serve him in lots of different ways. It's okay to be busy I'm not telling us all to be passive and airy fairy and just chill out. No, I'm just saying that there's something which is really important, and that is being in His presence. Do you believe we don't need to do less, but we need to ensure that what we do do is done in His strength? And that's my key message for you this morning. We're in an exciting time as a church. We're moving into a new season. Every week I have conversations with people that fill me with such faith about this new season. But ahead of all of that, the key thing that we need to remember is that it all starts and it all finishes with Jesus and being in his presence. Listen, for some of you as you're watching this video and listening this morning, I think there's going to be a real longing, a real sense to experience his presence and set his feet to enjoy him. Maybe it's been a while since you did that. Maybe this whole period of lockdown and COVID and online church has just led you to get away from that number one priority of being in his presence. For others watching this and listening, there's going to be some real conversations to have. Am I doing too much? Are my motivations in the wrong place? Have I got out of the real priority and the real reason why I do this? For some of you, maybe you don't know what it means to sit at his feet. Maybe you don't know what it means to be in his presence. Well, can I encourage you to speak to someone about that? Speak to someone about that and and they can help you talk you through what it means to regularly spend time in Jesus' presence. Hey, and if you wouldn't call yourself a Christian and you're watching this this morning, you can be in Jesus' presence. You can encounter Jesus. You can know what it means to be part of his household and you can do that today. Please Speak to us, please get in touch with the church office. I'd love to talk you through that and pray for you. For some of you, as you just worship, this morning as you take some time to be in God's presence he's going to impress some new areas on your heart new areas to serve in new places to get involved he's going to excite you about this new season safe in the knowledge that you aren't doing it by yourself but you're doing it with Jesus by your side you're doing it from a place of sitting at his feet Yeah, Father God, I thank you so much that you make us part of your household. You call us home to be part of your family, to be part of your household, and that is an amazing thing, God. I thank you so much that that means something for us, God. That means that we're adopted, it means that we're chosen, and it affects every part of our life. I pray this morning for a fresh reminder of what it means to be part of your household. But Lord, we want to pray that our number one priority is people, our number one priority as a church is being in your presence and sitting at your feet. Help us to do that, God. Help us to do that today. We're sorry for the times we haven't done that, God. Help us, above all else, to be at your feet and in your presence. We love you, God, and we just thank you so much for speaking to us today. In Jesus' name, amen.